And welcome back to Phonication, the podcast dedicated to the elephant in the room and jokes that fall flat. I'm your shady host, Jack, and thank you so much for joining me today. And an even bigger thank you if you've been supporting me week after week, putting up with my genuinely bad jokes. Why are you here? I love you. So today we're going to talk about elephants, obviously. But before we talk about elephants, we got to talk about bees. For reference, this is how elephants talk about bees. That's how African elephants say beware of bees in elephantese language. Oh my God. (laughs) But that's not what I'm here to say about bees. What I want to say is a reminder that through the end of the year, 100% of my Patreon proceeds will be going directly to saving bees. 100%. Not half, not 75, 100% of every single penny. And after I tally up that total, I will match the amount. So if you care about bees, you should think about subscribing to my Patreon. And if you eat food, you should care about bees (laughs) or starve, whatever. But back to elephants. We can't talk about bees for too, too long considering elephants hate bees. As proven by the rumble sound I played for you guys a second ago. A Disney researcher, yeah, yeah, I said Disney. A Disney researcher discovered that rumble sound very specifically means there are bees here, everybody bounce. And apparently it's very, very distinctly different from the alarm call for there's humans here, let's bounce, (laughs) which has the obvious but shocking implication that elephants are scared of bees. (laughs) That's really, really funny to me because a bee is, you know, it's really tiny and an elephant is massive and has really thick skin. So I would imagine that an elephant would not be too worried about bees. But I suppose that they are vulnerable in these soft mucous membranes, like their eyes, their mouth, and inside of their trunk. But, you know, still, absolutely hilarious to me. Humans plant crops that elephants like to eat, so the elephants head onto the farms to eat those crops, and often destroying the livelihood of poverty-stricken farmers. Put those two things together, and there's going to be a lot of violence on both sides, which sucks. But... Some creative scientists have discovered two methods that I've been able to find, at least. Maybe there's more. Hopefully there's more. But they figured out two methods to counteract this. One method is playing the bee warning rumble sound that I played for you guys earlier over speakers so the elephants, like, they hear that and they run away because they kind of just believe that another elephant is telling them to get the fuck out of there. The other method is building a fence made out of beehives to surround the farm. So the elephants come up, they disturb the bees when they try to get to the crops, the bees rush out angrily, and the elephants get the fuck out of Dodge. Both are awesome ways to reduce bloodshed on both sides. But I am a bigger fan of the second one, because it keeps elephants away from farmer crops with the added benefit of more bees. More bees and more elephants sounds like a solid idea to me. But let's get back on track. I don't want to explain what an elephant is to you guys, because I honestly feel like every single one of you knows exactly what an elephant is. Like, it's the biggest land animal on the planet. (laughs) And in stark contrast, animals like the poor gorilla, for an elephant, a bigger body means a bigger dick. About three and a half feet, which is a lot bigger than yours. Varying a bit, of course, based on the specific species of the elephant. There's three species, two in Africa and one in Asia. But generally speaking, Elephants have big dicks, and no one is surprised. (laughs) And naturally, the females have correspondingly long reproductive tracts at around 10 feet or 3 meters long. 
And hilariously, the bull elephant actually still can't reach the vagina, despite how long his dick is, because the vagina actually starts very far into her body, like really deep inside. So his giant dick still can't reach it. So that's actually a trait that's possibly left over from their aquatic ancestry so that basically water can't get inside of her, which is pretty cool. But that's not the cool shit that we're talking about because I think not one of you is surprised to hear that the largest land animal on the planet has a correspondingly large penis or vagina. <laughs> Additionally, if you listen to episode 10 of this podcast series, which is the Penis Awards Show, definitely check it out, you also wouldn't be surprised to learn that the African elephant has the highest sperm count per ejaculate of any mammal on the planet, over 200 billion sperm per squirt. On that note, if you guys ever feel like making bad decisions and regretting your entire life, start a sex themed biology podcast because at some point you will innocently do something stupid like Googling elephant sperm and you will be violently thrust back into reality when the first result is the thumbnail of a YouTube video which then automatically starts playing. When the fundraiser for bees is over, all my Patreon proceeds are going to pay for my therapy. So. Now that we've covered the expected stuff for elephants, let's dive into the unexpected weird stuff. <laughs> like prehensility. In earlier episodes, I mentioned that the word will come up very frequently. I did not lie. I probably say it on a daily basis, but I have also chosen to live my life in the manner that most makes the people around me extremely uncomfortable and incapable of escape. You know, the kind of torture that's still permitted under the Geneva Convention. The word prehensile has helped me in that endeavor. For example, elephants have massive prehensile penises that are capable of everyday activities like scratching itches, swatting away flies, propping yourself up, picking up objects, and most importantly, groping around a lady's hindquarters to figure out where the hell you're supposed to stick it. Which is of course why they actually developed the prehensility. Realistically, when you're a six ton lump of inelegant mass, it's expected that it would be hard to see what you're doing when you eventually climb up there. So it's a lot easier to just turn your dick into a hand that can feel around for a vagina, apparently. Something I can't just gloss over when talking about elephant sex is must. It's just super ultra testosterone. Think about the biggest chode flexing around the gym, just screaming at everyone smaller than him, driving around in a giant lifted truck looking for excuses to start fights. That is, that is a male human's version of must. For elephants, they swagger around picking fights and feeling up girls, and also just secreting fluids everywhere. It's kind of gross. <laughs> they, will, uh, they secrete temporal fluid from the side of their head, and the African elephant species actually dribbles urine everywhere, and they dribble urine for so long that their penis starts turning green. I'm not kidding, it's nasty. <laughs> He can be in this aggressive asshole state anywhere from a day to four months, with nature just screaming at him to get laid. For any humans that may be listening, don't exemplify this behavior. It's not sexy. Also interesting to note, homosexual behavior is observed in both sexes, primarily in males mounting each other, but they also do stimulate each other in a sort of masturbatory way. Females have also been observed masturbating each other, but only in captivity, which is suspicious. That seems very cam girl to me. All right, so that concludes elephant sex, but just so you guys know, I'll be uploading a post I've written with all sorts of cool fun shit about woolly mammoths to the Patreon tomorrow, if you wanna check it out. 
In the meantime, don't forget to check out Phonication on social media. And if you like this, please rate and review. It really helps the podcast be seen on iTunes. Thank you so much. I love you guys. And I will be back soon with another episode. Bye. Bye.